there are all these adults out there who are having kids or raising kids mm. who know that emotional intelligence is very important. Mm. They don't truly understand how important. Yeah. And so they will continue to raise their kids in a way that biases that, that academic and mm. cognitive intelligence. Mm. Well, mm. you know what? That's actually not your job. Your job is to just get them to become like a good human being that has EQ and has good critical thinking and stuff like that. The job of who it is to become good at the cognitive stuff, that's called a school. Welcome to Subcut, the podcast where we get under the skin of issues that are relevant to medical professionals and students and public. It's getting better. Yeah. It needs more work. My name is Justin Sung. I'm a former doctor. Neil Kulkani, fourth year medical student. So what are we talking about today, Neil? So today is actually a personal um, uh, sort of topic that I was wanting to talk about, about the difference between IQ and EQ uh, and the actual, um, I guess, importance. And it's probably going to be subjective to some extent, but we're just going to mull over some ideas about it in each, okay. in each with each other and stuff. Um, so what were you so interested in talking about? <laughs> Growing up. <laughs> and when I was young, no. Is this story but, time? No, not exactly story time, but... Um, I think everyone can relate to this as well to some extent. There's that one guy in your class or that one girl in your class who always successfully like keeps on getting those amazing grades and stuff. And you're just wondering how, like, like why? And, and like, what do they do different to what you do? I work hard, they work hard, mm. but they're just that one step there. This is one step ahead, you mm. know? Um, and academic, are we talking about this? academically? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I'm talking academic. I'm talking right. about IQ right now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, to what extent you can say IQ permeates into their grades and stuff, whatever. Let's just say someone who has really good grades, let's say they have high, high IQ. I'm just talking about academics or like emotional competency mm -hmm. in, in that way. Mm -hmm. um, and we place it so, so, so highly growing up and we put these people on pedestals, but, and I'm not saying that it's, it's mutually exclusive that you can't be an academic and you can't be an, an, like an emotionally competent person mm -hmm. as well. But we place the academic competency so highly growing up that we forget about all those amazing people who can really make you feel good mm. when you talk mm. to them and give some really, really amazing advice. The stuff that I just said, actually, which ends up being like so much more worthwhile, so much more useful in adulthood mm -hmm. or the, the older you get. Oh, yeah. IQ matters for so little, honestly, when at a certain, after a certain point. Right. Unless right. you are just the... Like a Premier in your own little in, lab, you know, in your own bubble, and you, you yeah. do this on a daily, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's it just like, it's just so intriguing as to why we, like, I, like, I mean, I don't know if anyone's, if there's been some big societal changes in something that's happened recently, but I've been thinking about it heaps. And I mean, it's at least in medicine, mm. we value our grades and everything like that, especially going into medicine, uh, maybe in preclinical phase as well. But then, um, and I can't remember who said it actually, but one of our lecturers said that, and I said, I think I've said this before in the previous podcast session, but like we, we spend 80% of our time in mid school learning about all the physiology and the mm, lectures yeah, and stuff yeah. behind it, but 20% learning the soft skills and how to be an actual, like, em, like an empathetic person. Empathetic person. Yeah. Which, yeah. which you think it's like comes naturally as human beings and stuff. Yeah. But for so many, so much of the time, like this, this, that's such a big concept. But once you get into the healthcare system, you know this for yourself, you end up using that 20%, 80% of the time. Mm. And that intellectual side, or the, I mean, that sort of should be just be habit habits and like should come to you yeah. better by then. And the thing is that you don't really need to be a genius, right? Like I think that's a yeah. really big misconception is that medical people like doctors are 
he's oh my very, God, he must be very smart. Yeah, very smart people that are like, it's not really the case, but yeah. you know, to be a good doctor. I mean, look, there are some medical schools out there, you know, that don't even interview their candidates to get mm, into medical yeah. school. So which ones are we at? Oh, so yeah. there's University of Auckland, there's something else. Anyway, we won't talk yeah. about, you know, certain universities. Um, just joking, please <laughs> continue to subscribe and, and listen uh, yeah. and like and share and comment. Um, no, but yeah. um, but actually on a serious note, you know, like um, there, like University of Otago does get flack internationally uh, for not interviewing their candidates because it's a very archaic, outdated, you know, very few in, mm. um, medical schools. In, Still have that. You know, like yeah. what would be considered top tier. Sure. Um, you know, sort of the upper mid to top tier medical schools, internationally speaking, which mm. Otago would certainly fall within. Mm. Don't, like there's very few of those that don't um, interview. And that's actually, it's important because even with the interview, there are students that, you know, you'll be your classmates that you'll see and you think like, oh my god, they should definitely not graduate, right? Yeah. Like they should, yes. like, and the other thing is, you know, it's like, I, you know, you, there are, there's a list of people in my mind that yeah, I, I, I just think like, I'm never going to refer any patients to no, them ever, I'm not, you know, I'm not. like it just gives you a sense of a horrible mistrust in the healthcare system that there are uh, these people out there. And I feel scared for people, for patients that are going to be coming to these people in the future. I also legitimately have concerns. I'm hoping that the, uh, well, I mean, there's, uh, you know, one person that I know that um, was kind of, uh, sort of in my generation. Mm. And uh, I originally thought, man, they should probably not be a doctor. And I had some serious concerns, but I hear since they've been working, they've, mm. they've actually improved a lot in those areas. So and great. potentially, and, yeah. So yeah. potentially then these things will be weeded out, but Real. that EQ thing is actually like super, super, super important. And there is definitely an overemphasis placed. Again, I don't want to be painting the villain here, but among Asian parents and Asian families. <laughs> Seems to be a recurring theme going on. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Around, but you know what? The, the, there's actually some studies that were done um, around, uh, I can't remember, it's sort of me secondhand regurgitating a study here, but there was a study done around, I think, Polynesian and Maori education frameworks mm. and how uh, Western models of education typically don't, reward people that show excellence in eq related behavior you know you have first in school for a test you don't have most helpful student yeah you know you don't have and but which is actually i will say think about as weird some right? schools do my school actually in my year actually created a trophy for that in, in that way was it um respected yeah actually okay. and, and that and that was well i came from a catholic school in that mm. way as well and part of our charisma and our values and stuff went towards those lines in, in, in that way as well. Not to say that you only have to be a Catholic school, you don't have to be religious-based mm. to have this sort of thing, to appreciate like niceness yeah, nice person, and yeah. yeah, kindness, come on. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, was, so, it, was, it was valued. So, so the, you know, I guess new things happening, but yeah. it's certainly the minor minority. Prop, yeah. yeah certainly right. a minority. Yeah. You know, you don't have a med school award for being like the yeah. person that uploaded all the lecture recordings, <laughs> you know, yeah, that yeah, uploaded yeah. all the notes. That person is a saint. Let me just say that. They're the MVP, <laughs> you know, like they're the reason half the class graduated. <laughs> right, right. You know, and they don't get a, you know. Went to lecture recordings for the basis of their med yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's these, there, I think you're totally right in that there's this complete, bias mm. and it's quite perverse actually about mm. how much this iq and intelligence and just just i guess processing cognitive yeah ability is preferred over yeah. emotional yeah. intelligence and if i like to be totally completely honest if i had to choose 
between being more emotionally intelligent versus just cognitively IQ intelligent, I would definitely pick the EQ because right. in a way, IQ can be facilitated, it can be trained, it can be mm. modified. There are, we're getting in, you know, into a stage where a lot of the things that IQ was super valuable for isn't really so valuable. Like, what do you need really IQ-wise? You need to be a good critical thinker mm-hmm. and you need to be reflective. Sure. Pretty much that's all you need. If you have those two things, you, everything else kind of sorts itself out. Because a computer could beat you at almost everything else in terms of processing power and, and like and memory retention and everything like and that as well. Also because, you know, like if you've just got enough critical thinking and reflection, you just, right. you know, you can improve enough to just solve all your issues. Yeah, so yeah. that's really all you need from an IQ point of view. Mm. And from an EQ point of view, I mean, that's just like everything. And also I think that's really important is that especially because I mean, you know, looking into sort of tech and healthcare and AI mm. and stuff like that mm. is that when tech becomes more and more same thing. influential, right? Yeah. When there's more and more tech, the the um, misconception is that it will take away work from humans. Right. And to a certain degree, it will. It will take away like manual labor and certain things, but you know, new jobs are created in other areas. It just changes. Yeah. However, computers are so far away from being able to emulate the emotional aspect of it more and more so that value of emotion and connection and emotional intelligence mm. is going to be so much more important yep. than uh, just the IQ related stuff right. when AI becomes more and more. And, you know, it sounds like, oh, this is so sci-fi and future, you know, talking about no, like yeah. AI takes, we're talking about 10 years from now. It's going to be your future. Yeah, if, if you're, you're listening, if you're year 11, as well. year 12 yeah. right now in 2020, listening to this, by the time you are working, AI yeah. is going to be integral, but it's, it's undeniable. It's right. like, unless we, you know, all die, mass extension event occurs before then. Um, <laughs> sure. It's just going to be inevitable, right? Yeah. And do you yeah. know what the, the, the most kind of screwed up thing about it is? Mm. There might be like a parent listening to this and they're like, yeah, 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 definitely, totally yeah. agree. And you know what? They're going to be putting expectations and pressure and influencing and raising their kid in the way that still prioritizes IQ because they don't truly believe it. Mm. They're like, oh, it's, it's important. Yeah, yeah, it's important, mm. but it's not as important. Mm. So that's like, that, that's like the worst thing. I, I talk about this sometimes where there's this barrier. It's like the worst place for you to be in terms of an opinion or mm. knowledge about something is mm. when you know just a little bit about it. Yeah. And this is kind of how the Dunning-Kruger thing works, right? Mm-hmm. Is that if you know just a little bit about it, you think, you've, you, yeah. think you know it. Yeah. And so when someone tells you it, mm. You're like, yeah, I know that. I already know that. Yeah. I already know that. Yeah. And you, ca- you don't really think about it deeper because mm. you're like, I know that. It's a wall of knowledge. Mm. But you don't really understand it. You don't uh. feel it. You, it hasn't integrated. It hasn't permeated through ev- your beliefs. You don't under- you really see how it all connects. Mm. So that's why you can tell you know, your younger sibling or something, hey, this is important. You shouldn't do that. And they'll be like, yeah, I know. Mm. But they don't really understand. Mm. And so they won't. They, their actions won't be aligned with that. They'll mm. know, but they don't know, like mm. really know or feel it. Yeah. That's something my mom always used to say. There's a difference between um, like knowing and doing or knowing and feeling. Mm. So uh, if you're in that position where you're in the middle where like you don't really understand or feel it, but at the same time you kind of know it, then it's all going to bounce off. And Mm. so there are all these adults out there who are having kids or raising kids Mm. who know that emotional intelligence is very important. Mm. They don't truly understand how important. And so they will continue to raise their kids in a way that biases that, that academic and mm. cognitive intelligence. Mm. Well, you know what? That's actually not your job. Your job is to just get them to become like a good human being that has EQ and has good critical thinking and stuff like that. The job of who it is to become good at the cognitive stuff, that's called a school. That's that's 
the role of it. Like mm. it's not your job to turn them into the best reader, the fastest mm. studier, whatever it is, right? It just does, doesn't make yeah. a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And to some extent it comes back down to their backgrounds as well. And like, I can't, I can't blame these parents either in the same way because mm-hmm. I understand where they're coming from and I understand the expectations that their parents sort of put, th- put on them or the expectations yeah. that they put on themselves, really, from their own backgrounds, from their own countries that they come from. Um, the intentions are there. The intentions are, the there. Intentions they, are there. They want to yeah. do well for their kid. Yeah. You but know? the reality is different. Like they think that that is correct and aligned for that yeah. system, mm. but the reality is that it's a different system different not system. just because it's a different country no but because it's a different generation it's a different Altogether. time yeah yeah careers mean very different things university degrees mean different things now university well. degrees almost mean nothing in right. some situations back in the day i mean i'm thinking maybe 1920s 1940s even 1960s maybe even i don't even know yeah. um i wasn't around that then <laughs> but but like the value of a degree didn't really make sense because only for the upper class which and like the rich yeah. and wealthy and everything in that way but i mean people that had their own little um, businesses own shops or farming businesses or something like that the kids will just move into that that sort of yeah. position yeah later on as these institutions started growing up we started looking at the value of it and people started looking for more i guess st- stability might have been the the goal back See, then. what i think is actually different i think it's that there were people that already had these professions and careers right and when education became more and more formalized they uh-huh. were like how do i train people to do this job right but it's like well how did you learn it you actually learned it by doing it experience yeah so why are you creating just this theoretical yeah. you know path and and a lot of education is veering away from that mm. now yeah. finally now, yeah. but a lot of degrees out there um you know like some of them are excessively theoretical teaching theories right. that don't even work anymore oh, yeah. and actually completely foregoing what's required to yeah. do it. And yeah. actually this is something that I um, say specifically with regards to like a marketing degree is that it's kind of like a pyramid scheme <laughs> in that, you know, you have these people that have a PhD or something or in marketing mm. and they're not marketers most uh, of the time. Yeah. And so the only way that they get validation for that is to get more people to do that degree. Mm. And like the value of that degree is to get more people to do that degree yeah, yeah. rather than, you know, actually doing the actual job, like marketing, marketing stuff. Job, yeah. um, now, as a caveat for that particular thing, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are really academically interested in marketing, like the sure, research and stuff. Sure, and that yeah. stuff is super interesting. I'm yeah. not talking about that. No. I'm talking about people that want to do marketing, want to yeah. work marketing, mm. and then to get this uh, really overqualified for the job from a theoretical point of view. And uh, have like I'm really not adept at it, and mm, mm. exactly the same situation is the case for a lot of degrees out there mm. and a lot of professions. And mm. in fact, I would say that the only real professions that exist mm. that require a degree mm. to do it mm. are things that have a formal assessment or requirement, sure. whereby the degree is compulsory. Yep. If it doesn't require it, yep. it's generally not required. Right, right. Like you can be a unless you're like a lawyer, a doctor or in a, engineer. A, a particular type of engineer, sure. you don't even have to have a computer science or engineering background or, or software degree to <laughs> work at YouTube Facebook, now. Google, yeah. Amazon. Yeah. You, you can work at all these companies yeah. and be a tech lead of these companies right. without even having an engineering degree. So Right, and that's what I was getting back to before. Yeah. Like people, people were going for stability at, at that point in time, but now we've got the internet. Now we've got free, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm talking from the developed side of the world as well. I understand it's very different as well. But um, like now, we've, now we're looking more for opportunity. Now we're looking for growth mm. rather than like safeness. Yeah. And I think our parents are looking for safeness and stability, which is why they value that degree, which is why they value academics so highly as well. Yeah. But 
I mean, this is sort of veering away from the EQIQ thing, but it's part of it as well. But like, we are a bit more daring now. We can we can take these risks because yeah, we can of what our parents have done risk. for us as yeah. well. And you know? actually, if you think about it, it's kind of the same. It's like our parents sought safety, yeah. but the amount of risk that they take right. is probably the same. Yeah, yeah. Right? Someone that doesn't have a university degree right. is probably objectively safer mm. if they've got the right mindset mm. than someone that had a degree... I don't know, 50 years ago, where yeah. they like, you know, that type of sort of struggle mm. is a different kind of environment. Also, it's a super monetized economy at the moment. You know, people are paying for everything. Like, yeah. you know, there's things called Fiverr where you can just pay someone to do anything, right? Like people will pay someone to write like crayon on their chest and like make a video of it. You know, like- Is that a thing? This, yeah, that is a thing. Oh, I'm surprised you don't know about Fiverr. So, oh, you know, there there's ways that you can make money off pretty much anything. Yeah. And so- it's a different economy. It's a different generation. It's, it's a different reality. It's a yeah. different system, different priorities. Mm. Employers are looking for different things. Mm. The world is so different that actually ideas that were valid 30 years ago, even 20 years ago. We're changing. Yeah. Constantly changing, yeah, right? Yeah. Do you know how many websites existed in 1991? Tell me. One. Oh. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, so even like, so I was born in 93. So that's, for me, it feels like 91 is very like, that's 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 like a time where I can kind of feel so like I'm re related to. Yeah. So, uh, and and you know, like most people that you look around, at, you know, if you're yeah. a high school student, if you're a uni student, and you look around, you think they're an adult. They're like a big adult. You know, they're they're like thirty five. They're above, they're like older than that. So right. for these people, that their childhood system and reality mm. is completely different mm. to the reality that's being lived now. And so yeah. actually trying to retrospectively apply these is not, mm. um, is not, is not going to work, but everyone is just going to rely on their own previous experiences. Mm. And so it's inevitable. Okay. What's the best way to convey the importance of EQ across to parents or people that don't oh. understand the importance, but really should. Yeah, probably the best way is to tell them to just get a real job and see how important it is <laughs> for them to be have IQ over EQ. Um, yeah. I, okay. I don't know. I don't, honestly, I feel it's one of those things that is so experiential that it's mm. so ingrained. Mm. The priority of being smart and intelligent and academic is so yeah, ingrained in some people right. that it's almost like an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Facts don't matter. No, yeah. Only like real, like unless mm. their child dies of being not emotionally intelligent enough mm. yeah they potentially will never believe it and you know there's something that um plank said you know the famous scientist i can't remember his first name max plank, max plank? Yep. yeah uh I can't, it's not verbatim but he said something along the lines that um when science doesn't win science mm. does not win by convincing the ignorant people mm. and rationally and helping them see the light mm. science wins when those people die and a new generation of people that are more familiar with the idea grow up. And I think it's kind of the same thing. There's wow. a generation that's just never going to believe it. Yeah. And eventually the culture is going to change as more and more people become kind of, you know, like woke. <laughs> <laughs> See the light. Yeah. Oh, man. Thanks for tuning in to Subcut. If you guys have any suggestions for content, please make sure you send it through. You can get in touch and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or find us on our website at jttmed.com/subcut. Subcut is a podcast brought to you by JTT, 
If you or anyone you know is interested in a career in medicine, make sure to get in touch and check us out at jttmed.com.